This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me remotely for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of November 2nd, 2020. This week, MMWR published seven reports. One looks at how COVID-19 spreads within households. Two reports underscore the importance of counseling pregnant women about their risk for severe COVID-19 illness and the potential risk for preterm birth. Another report looks at possible workplace exposures to COVID-19 and how those who telework are less likely to have infection. Two reports published this week focus on the Hopi tribe in Arizona, one report detailing an outbreak among the tribes, and another report on the development of a community surveillance program. The last report highlights the success of a county jail in using network science to reduce the spread of COVID-19 among detained people and staff. Spread of COVID-19 among household members is common and can occur rapidly. A new MMWR describes data from an ongoing study in Tennessee and Wisconsin to better understand the spread of COVID-19 among people living in the same household. Among 101 index patients, which is the initial case in the household, there were almost 200 enrolled household contacts. These household contacts reported having no symptoms on the day the index patient began feeling sick. Over half of these household members tested positive for COVID-19. Infections were transmitted by children younger than 12 years of age, adolescents, and adults. 75% of household members' infections were identified within five days of when the index patient first developed symptoms. Thus, COVID-19 can spread rapidly within households and can originate from both children and adults. As soon as a person feels sick, is being tested because of a high-risk exposure, or receives a positive test result, they should isolate at home. If possible, use a second bedroom and bathroom. At the same time, all household members, including the index patient, should wear a mask when in shared spaces in the household. This will reduce the spread of COVID-19. Findings from two new MMWRs underscore the importance of counseling pregnant women about the risks of COVID-19 during pregnancy. The first study found that pregnant women with COVID-19 are at increased risk for severe illness compared with non-pregnant women with COVID-19. Severe illness included being admitted to an intensive care unit, receiving invasive ventilation, receiving an advanced life support technique used for patients with life-threatening heart and lung problems, and death. Although the absolute risk of severe illness are low, pregnant women are at increased risk compared with non-pregnant women with COVID-19. Risk of severe outcomes, including death, among pregnant women were highest among women ages 35 to 44 and among Hispanic or Black women. The second study found that pregnant women with COVID-19 may be at increased risk of having a preterm infant, 
which may lead to serious health problems for the infant. Pregnant women and their household members should follow recommended infection prevention measures, including social distancing, frequent hand washing, and wearing a mask when going out or interacting with others, or if there's a person within the household who has had exposure to COVID-19. Since March 2020, large-scale measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in workplaces have been implemented, including workplace closures and providing telework options. In another report, investigators looked at differences in teleworking compared to regularly going to an office or school among adults with COVID-19 symptoms. These adults were seen at 11 outpatient healthcare clinics during July 2020. Among almost 250 employed participants, the percentage who reported teleworking on a full or part-time basis in the previous two weeks was lower among patients who tested positive than among patients who tested negative. Adults with COVID-19 were more likely than those without COVID-19 to report going exclusively to an office or school setting compared to those who teleworked at least part of the time. Participants who reported teleworking were more likely to be non-Hispanic white, have a college degree or higher, have health insurance, and report an income of $75,000 or more. Businesses and employers should continue to promote alternative worksite options, such as teleworking, to reduce workplace COVID-19 exposures. Within the critical infrastructure and other workplaces where telework options are not possible, Worker safety measures should continue to be scaled up. These include implementing prevention and control measures, such as staying six feet apart, mask wearing, and providing personal protective equipment, as well as enhancing industry-specific policies to protect employees and the community. Two new reports published this week focus on the Hopi tribe, a sovereign nation in northeastern Arizona. The Hopi Reservation spans 1.5 million acres and includes approximately 7,500 people within 12 rural villages. The first report details a community surveillance program conducted among the tribes. During April to June 2020, the Hopi Healthcare Center reported almost 140 COVID-19 cases among Hopi residents, with 27 requiring hospitalization. Contact tracing found that residents delayed care and testing, inconsistently wore masks, inconsistently practiced social distancing, and had limited knowledge of testing, isolation, and quarantine procedures. Due to these findings, the Hopi Tribe collaborated with the Hopi Healthcare Center to expand their community health program to implement enhanced COVID-19 surveillance and deliver systematic health communications by going door to door in the communities. Given positive feedback from the communities, community health representatives, the Hopi Healthcare Center, and the Hopi Tribe, all Hopi villages have now been visited at least once, and resources will be sought to expand the program. The second report on the Hopi Tribe describes an outbreak illustrating the challenges in limiting COVID-19 spread in close-knit communities. In early June 2020, a 73-year-old woman with COVID-19 symptoms was evaluated at the emergency department 
and tested positive for SARS-CoV-2. Her symptoms began on May 27th, and a sibling of the patient developed symptoms the following day. These patients were the first cases identified. Both index patients showed symptoms for about a week before being tested, during which time they interacted with others in the community. Two gatherings of extended family members and workplace exposures likely led to the spread of COVID-19 to 27 other people. A unique characteristic of the Hopi lifestyle highlighted by this investigation was the frequent social interactions among extended family members, leading to multiple opportunities for COVID-19 to spread. Correctional and detention facilities have been disproportionately affected by COVID-19 because of shared space and the movement of staff and detained people within facilities. From March 1st to April 30th, more than 900 detained people and staff at Cook County Jail in Chicago had been infected with the virus that causes COVID-19. Movement within the jail was examined through network analyses and visualizations, which can help understand infection transmission. Results from the analyses suggested that systematic isolation of detained people with COVID-19 is effective at limiting subsequent transmission. These findings support the importance of rapid detection and isolation of people with COVID-19 and limitation of movement of detained people between different areas. The analyses also found a higher than expected percentage of staff members with COVID-19, which reinforces the need for cohorting staff members, i.e. keeping groups together, maintaining consistency in shift assignment locations, and enforcing mask use. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov slash MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.